Good morning, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Grizzly Bear Bets podcast on the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Bobbitt. Today is Wednesday, November 9th, 2022, and we are back for episode 14 of the podcast. So the Grizzlies are in San Antonio tonight to take on the Spurs. We'll go over the bets for that game tonight after a quick recap of the game on Monday night. Lost to the Boston Celtics, so we'll recap that game. The bets that I made, hit, didn't hit, and then get right into the game tonight. So, as always, I take no financial responsibility for any bets you may place, and DraftKings is the sportsbook we are using to get all these odds. So, with that being said, the Grizzlies lost to the Boston Celtics 109-106 to on Monday. The Grizzlies did cover that 3.5-point spread off the half point. I've said it multiple times, that half point comes into play a lot more than you'd expected to. So... Grizzlies did cover that. I did lean Boston, unfortunately, for me from a financial perspective, but to see the Grizzlies play as well as they did under the circumstances against the Boston Celtics and hold them to 109 points, I think it was a positive for Memphis, and they got the cover to improve their poor against the spread record so far this season. So game went under the total despite great games from both John Morant and Jason Tatum. As I said, I think this plays more into the Grizzlies playing a lot better on the defensive end of the ball holding the best team in the NBA at the time in terms of offensive points per game. Uh, The Celtics to only 109 points. I believe now the Pelicans are first in the NBA just because it's so early. You don't have a lot of of games so that that, um, that the average will change a lot more frequently than it will towards the end of the season. So held the Celtics to 109 points. The Grizzlies made a good comeback in the second half, had a great third quarter to make it a game but fell just short. Obviously, no pun intended, another slip on a, uh, an opportunity at the end. We saw that, I believe it was in Utah as well. Same thing happened, a slip on the uh, inbound pass at the end of the game. So it was a healthy Celtics team besides Robert Williams and then Memphis obviously without Steven Adams who proved to be a big difference not having him in there and having to start Brandon Clark and then obviously no Jaron Jackson Jr. or Zaire Williams, which has been the case all season. So the Grizzlies getting healthier getting closer to a Jaron Jackson Jr. appearance sometime soon and unlucky with the result, but I think it's a positive to take from it considering how well the Boston Celtics have been playing all season, how well Jason Tatum specifically has been playing all season, um, and we'll get to the bets that we made regarding him. But I think it was a good – it was a fine game for the Grizzlies. Obviously, winning the game would have been a lot better, but you know, it's not like the, the Mavericks game where they get blown out. It was a close game. That's all you can ask for. Um and you got to move on at a 7-4 and four record. It's still, it's still a great spot to be in right now in the season. So bets we made. We didn't play a lot. Obviously, we had the under. Or sorry, I took the over. Didn't hit, um, unfortunately. And then I took the Celtics plus or minus 3.5, which didn't hit. For the player props, we did go 4-0 on player props. Um, Jason Tatum over 26.5 points hit. He's been great all season. I uh, said it multiple times. I think he's very much in the MVP race, which is a surprise because going into the season, I didn't expect that from him. I think he's a great player, but I didn't expect this kind of jump. So he had 39 points in 40 minutes. I also had my play of the game, which is now 9-2 and two on the season. I had Jason Tatum over two and a half threes. He hit three threes, so just got over that mark. He shot 11 threes in the game. As I've said, he takes a historic number from his career perspective, threes per game. So took 11, hit three of them, cashed the play of the game, which was over two and a half. I also had Ja Morant over assist at six and a half. He finished with eight 
No, he finished with nine assists, eight rebounds, and then 30 points. So the over 28.5 points did hit um, up to that point. He didn't have a 30-point game in three straight games, so I expected him to go out there against the Celtics, one of the best teams in the NBA, and play well, and he did just that. So nearly a triple-double for John Morant and brought us to 4-0 on the player props for the night, and then I did throw in a Grizzly team total over 113.5 there, which did not hit. So unfortunate there. We did really well with the player props, not so well with the team props, but another good night, another positive night, which in this space is all you can ask for at the end of the day. So that's that game looking tonight against the San Antonio Spurs. Obviously, every team had yesterday off, um, no games yesterday in the NBA. So everyone's off a, a day of rest. Grizzlies traveled to San Antonio last yesterday, so not obviously an overnight flight or anything too crazy. So rested, able to completely focus on this game tonight against the Spurs, which is currently at minus 5.5 on the spread. Over-under is currently at 233.5. So... The Spurs this season are five and six on the year on a four-game losing streak. Currently, they're six and five for the year against the spread. Um, obviously, the Josh Primo news is kind of the the dark cloud over the Spurs organization right now, and kind of how that whole situation is playing out um, is unfortunate. You know, from everyone, you know, from the organization's perspective and everyone involved, um, for that to be the main thing going on in San Antonio right now, but that's just, you know, it's taken away from guys like Keldon Johnson and Vassell who have both been very good this year, especially Keldon Johnson, who is one of the surprises. I wouldn't even say a surprise of the season because this guy was on a gold medal USA roster, um, but he's been very good this year. I believe he's averaging just over 23 points per game. So they have some good players. They are expected to be towards the bottom of the league when it's all said and done in that race for a top pick uh, to get one of these prospects that you know in a loaded class this year so Memphis beat the Spurs in all four games last season they covered in three of the four games obviously the big game that we'll get to was the John Morant career high night um the dunk on Yaka Pirtle great game I was at that game one of the most fun games I was at all season last year um so Grizzlies seem to have the Spurs number obviously them being in the same division play each other four times a year, a bit of added motivation to, to get the wins um, when they come. So the Spurs last season at home were 20-21 and 21 against the spread, so below 500 at home against the spread, and they were 8-13 and 13 as home underdogs against the spread. So numbers point towards the Grizzlies. I do like the Grizzlies in this spot. I expect them to win by double digits. The Spurs started all right, but they seem to be kind of simmering off. Um compared to what they did at the beginning of the year. Obviously, like I said, they're on a bit of a losing streak. Lost the Nuggets twice in two days last week. Or, sorry, on Monday and then Saturday. So they put them Saturday, Monday, lost both games. Lost to the Clippers by, bad at math, lost to the Clippers by 7. Lost to the Raptors by 43 a week ago today. So not in good form. Um, I like the Grizzlies minus 5.5 to cover this spread. So that's the spread. The under... Or sorry, over-under is 233.5. I like the under in this game. The Grizzlies seem to be improving defensively. As I mentioned before, held the Boston Celtics to 109 points. I think that's a great result. All four games against the Spurs last year for the Grizzlies went under the total that was listed for that game. So, overs went 0-4 last season. The Spurs are 14th in the NBA in points per game at 112.9, but in their last four games, they're only averaging 104.6. So 
slowing down offensively after a relatively decent start. I believe on opening night they scored 100. Sorry, they had 102 on opening night, but then they scored 137 against the Pacers two nights later. Um, strung together some decent scoring nights, but have slowed down since then. At the AT&T Center, which is where the Spurs play, the over-under or the over is 3-3 three and three on the year, and 229.2 points are averaged a night at the AT&T Center. So with all that being said, 233.5 is very high, almost too high, which makes me nervous because I love the under more than I even love Grizzlies minus 5.5, honestly. But when you like something this much and the fact that it just seems very high – Makes me a bit concerned, but I'm still going to go under. I think that's the correct play there. So I lean under there, but 233.5 just you know seems extremely high. I haven't seen – I mean, obviously the Raptors game that they played on November 2nd went over, but that was because – or went over a 233.5 mark, but that was because the Raptors scored 143 points. So that total hasn't been hit by the Spurs otherwise since the Bulls game on October 28th. Um, so it's been a while since that many points has been scored in a – San Antonio Spurs game. So I like under there. Next play I like is a player prop that's also an under. That is Dylan Brooks under 16 and a half points. He took his second most shots of the season against the Celtics the other night, and we saw it didn't go great. He only had 13 points. They lost the game. Um, I've talked about him seeming to want to take a different role on the team and seem to revert back. Obviously, some of them is just in the flow of the game. He's got to take shots that are open to him. So I don't mind, you know, every once in a while him taking 17 like he did against the Celtics, but they did lose. I think should be more conscious about not doing that tonight. Um, so I just don't think the shots are going to be there for him to hit 16 and a half. I also think that it gives you enough room because he's only averaging 14.8 points per game this season. He can hit you know two or three threes, and I think he's fine to stay under the total of 16 and a half, which is almost two you know, two whole points higher than his average. So I like Dylan Brooks under 16 and a half points. If that's where you get it at, I would expect it to drop down to 15 and a half at some point before tip. So I would definitely be aware of that because that seems to be what normally happens. For some reason, his points usually does will, will drop about a point or two before tip. So if you can get it at 16 and a half minus 120, I like that a lot. John Morant over 28 and a half points is my play of the game tonight. Very simple. He owns the Spurs. <laughs> Best way to put it, I mentioned earlier, his career high last year came on February 28th against the San Antonio Spurs. He had 52 points, one of the dunks of his career, one of the dunks of the season in on Yaka Pirtle. Um And then he had 30 points the first matchup against the Spurs last year, 41 in his second, and then 52 in his last, which is an average of 41 points in those three games. So he had a day of rest. 30 points last game. Um, he's kind of slowed down on the scoring recently. I think he, especially with the way that Luka Doncic and Giannis Antetokounmpo have been playing recently, John Morant has to throw his name back in that MVP race because I know, you know, team success matters, but John Morant is a guy who cares about and which is completely fine, is aware of those kind of narratives, awards, um, you know, obviously gunning for the MVP this season. He needs to start putting together a run of, of good games to how well all the other guys around the league have been playing. So, Play of the game, John Morant over 28.5. If it's at 29.5 when you look, I like that as well. I think he hits 30. So you can get it at 28, 29.5. I think you're safe there. Desmond Bain over 3.5 assist. Next play for the night. He had five last game. This has been a you know Desmond Bain over assist podcast up to this point. I took a bit of a break on it because Vegas kind of caught up, um, making it at 
three and a half because for the first five games of the season, it was two and a half every night, and he was just cashing it with ease. He's averaging 4.6 a game this season. His ability to pass is a real thing this year. Um, Last year against the Spurs, he averaged 3.8 a game, and he was only getting 2.8 assists on the season last year. So he was averaging over this mark last year when he was not nearly as effective passing the basketball. So I do really like Bain at over 3.5 assists tonight for that play, and I think the Grizzlies score a good deal of points tonight. So you know if they can get to 120, he should be able to get that that four assist mark pretty easily. Um, Keldon Johnson over two and a half threes. My next play, he's one of the, and I mentioned him a second ago, the best player on the Spurs by far this season. I think he's could be maybe a all-star reserve this year, at least in the consideration. He's been very good. He hit five threes last game, shooting at 42%, and he's hitting 3.8 threes a game on 8.9 attempts. So he's been great. He's our main point of offense. And... You know, him and Devin Vassell, but he's the main guy over two and a half threes. I like I looked at his over, but his over's at twenty two and a half, and he's averaging about twenty three a game. Um, if this game were to turn into a blowout and he doesn't play the amount of minutes that maybe we expect him to, that would be the only thing that would make me nervous with that over twenty two and a half, which is why I would just go the three pointers. Um, similar to Jason Tatum. Um, you know, Tatum took eleven, only had to hit three of them. So if you're getting, you know, He's just got to shoot 33% if he takes his normal nine threes a game, and you should be able to get that uh, over two and a half. It was at three and a half, different story. Over two and a half, I like a lot. Last play for the night is Grizzlies' first quarter money line, which is currently at minus 150. San Antonio is one of the worst first quarter teams in the NBA, minus 2.4 point differential on the season, which is 25th in the NBA. Memphis, Memphis is currently ninth in the NBA at plus 1.9 in the point differential. Um, Memphis is also 8-3 and three in the first quarter money line on the season. I believe the losses are to the Wizards, the Mavericks, and then one other team um, towards the beginning of the season, maybe the Rockets. Um, so Memphis is a very good first quarter team. Also off a day of rest, I expect the Grizzlies to win the first quarter. Uh, the spread is like minus one and a half for the first quarter, so I like that as well. But just to be safe, and in case you get like a last second shot or whatever, I would just take the money line at minus 150 in favor of the Grizzlies. So that's tonight, guys. I appreciate everyone, as always, who listens, who supports the podcast. Looking ahead to Friday, as I mentioned before, I will not be recording an episode. We're trying to get someone in the podcast network to record for me, basically to step in, do the same exact thing that I would normally do, give the picks, give their twist on things, kind of give a fresh perspective on everything. Whether or not we're able to get someone um, will remain to be seen. But with that being said, make sure to follow the Twitter at GrizzBearBets because even though I won't be recording a podcast, I will be releasing all the plays that I have for the night Um in that format. So usually I have five or six bets. I'll tell you which way I lean. So I'll do that. I'll basically just say, these are my plays for the night. And then I'll put one of them as my play of the game to keep track of that as well. So that's how we'll do that. If we do not get an episode filmed or recorded, um, again, I hopefully will find someone within the podcast network who wants to do it and can basically just jump in and, and we don't miss a beat. But if there's not an episode, that is why. So make sure to follow the Twitter. Also make sure to follow my personal Twitter at ChaseBob at 9. Make sure to follow the Grizzly Bear Blues Twitter at SBN Grizzlies. And then check out all of our written content at www.grizzlybearblues.com. Also a bunch of great 
podcast on the podcast network that covered the Grizzlies in a bunch of different perspectives. So thank you guys again for the support and the flexibility coming up with uh, my wedding and everything. Won't be a consistent schedule, but I'll still get the content out to you guys in one way or another. So thank you guys again, and I will see you guys hopefully on the 13th, so Sunday for the game against the Wizards. And if if um, someone's there on Friday, they will see you guys then. So I appreciate it, and I'll talk to you guys soon.